All right, everybody, welcome to All In with Adul Ali. I can't thank you enough for being a member here at TUConservative.com. Remember, this is the only place you're going to get exclusive content like All In with Adul Ali and Freedom Talk with Clarence Henderson and so much more coming up here on The Urban Conservative. Now, what's this podcast about? Well, this is designed to do three things. One, get you some information. Two, get you some encouragement. And three, get you some inspiration. First thing we're going to talk about, being this is the inaugural podcast, we're going to make this one public. But remember, for future episodes of All In with Adul Ali, you're going to have to be a member at TUConservative.com. So why am I all in? Why do I always go all in? Why am I always, you know, looking for opportunities to jump headfirst into things and and do my best at everything? And that, I think, has a lot to do with where I came from and how I came up. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, as all of you know, I have a twin brother. Shouts out to my twin brother, Raheem. But I want to talk about this from the perspective of where I saw things and how things affected me in the way that we grew up. So if you don't know, um, I'm from New York originally, born in Brooklyn, New York in the 1970s and 1978 to be exact. Uh, and actually an interesting tidbit, my brother and I were the first twins born on the new wing of Interfaith Hospital in Brooklyn. It was formerly St. John's. It was it's called Interfaith now. Um, name may have changed again, but we were the first set of twins born in that wing. And our mom was 16 years old when she gave birth. And I don't even think that she had an ultrasound done back then because they didn't even know that my brother was in there. Um, you know, she's going into labor in the elevator. She thinks she's done. And a few minutes later, as the story goes, she goes, wait a minute, I'm not finished. And, um, you know, at the outset, I, I think it's fair to explain to folks that we did come from and I did come from. Uh, dysfunction of the highest order in so much as addiction was prevalent in my family with my grandfather who has since passed being a heroin addict and an alcoholic for many years uh, my mother being a drug addict and uh, you know various members of our family having issues with addiction you know that's something that we had to keep in mind as we grew up you know our relationship to how uh, we have that addictive personality so my mom has these, uh, she already had my sister at 14 and uh, my twin brother and I, she's 15, 16. And, you know, as you could think of, a 15 year old is not really equipped to deal with three kids. And I think my aunts and uncles did as much as they could, but she ended up giving us away uh, to the system at about five or six months old. Now we go from that situation into a foster home in Brooklyn, New York, a loving family, Christian family. Uh, who took great care of us and uh, for I'd say about five years we were about five years old and uh, my dad ends up getting out of the marines and wanting to get his kids back now the interesting dynamic about this whole situation is that we were already in a loving environment in a home um, and we were taken out of that home and put into a situation where I think now this is part of what we're doing this podcast before because it's a little introspective, uh, but I want you guys to understand something, you know, when people are accused of something, it may be that other people don't understand. And in the years that I've grown up, I've got, I've come to understand what my father's motivation was. Now his methods, I completely disagreed with, but his motivation, I understand. But needless to say, it was a situation where he was a Marine. 
Um, he had grew up, his father was a very strict disciplinarian, a New York City police officer for many years, and uh, that trickled down to us. But one of the things I think was an advantage was at five years old, he wanted to make sure we were literate. And that began, uh, I remember sitting at a table and uh, getting hit on the knuckles with a screwdriver and learning how to read very quickly and learning how to write very quickly. Uh, pain is a powerful motivator, as some would say. Uh, but the abuse that we suffered in that situation led my brother and my sister to uh, report it to the school. And that began a situation of separation between myself and my twin brother and my sister. Uh, for many years, we were separated. He was in one foster home on one side of town. I was in another foster home on another side of town. And my sister was who knows where. And we got to see each other over, I'd say, from the time we were seven, eight to the time we were 12, 13, very sporadically. Uh, you know, when this Department of Social Services would deem it necessary for us to have a visit, they would come on in. Now, I can say that there was some damage, some trauma there from being separated. I think I, I don't have separation anxiety. I am very easy to uh, separate myself from people. And I think that that's a result of, of being separated from my twin brother and sister. Now, we talk about all of these things in the past and the abuse and the uh, verbal and physical abuse that we suffered and the uh, being separated from each other. But I think those things are very foundational. And um, those really framed the way I look at the world. Uh, I looked at the world for many years. I didn't trust people. Uh, I was a runner. You know, a lot of you guys uh, may know about that. You know, problems get too heavy and you run. That was my, my go-to was to run away and uh, not really face problems head on. Uh, at about 13 years old, uh, we met our uh, biological mom. She happened to be in recovery and uh, she wanted to get clean. And part of that process, if you know anything about AA or NA, is making amends to those that you've wronged. So for her recovery, she needed to make amends with us and do the best she could to be in our lives at whatever capacity she could. And uh, so at 13 years old, we met her and a few home visits, about a year or two worth of home visits. We decided to go home, leave LaSalle School and move out to Long Island, New York. And um, needless to say, I was not really socialized to being around females in school because LaSalle School was an all boys school. And um, the idea of freedom and, you know, all these girls and, you know, nobody's going to make me do anything was a bit much. So needless to say, I got in a lot of trouble in school. Um, I think my brother made it about six or eight months in high school, uh, but I made it about a year and a half before being put into an alternative high school and uh, meeting some people that would be to say influential would be an understatement. These are people that really, for the first time, showed me that they cared about me unconditionally, that they wanted me to succeed. Um, I'll never forget going into Miss Wannon's office and reading, um, and she's looking at me like, why are you in this school? You are so bright, you don't need to be in the alternative school, but since you're here, we're gonna make the best out of you. But that that experience of going to the alternative school and seeing kids with other problems and, you know, back in those days, it was a, a teenage pregnancy still was a touch taboo. Right. It was still a little taboo. So we had those situations going on. But uh, the alternative high school gave me an opportunity. I think my first real opportunity at being a leader in any capacity. 
and um, being class valedictorian and things like that, you know, kind of helps push me in the right direction. Um, I leave the alternative high school, go spend four years in the army as a field artilleryman. And uh, I get out of the army, commence to do what everybody, you know, at the, the age of 22 does and uh, become a rapper. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Adul was a rapper and uh, did OK. You know, I did. I did all right. And but I realized and, I, and I'll share with you guys my one incident that made me realize being a rapper, being like that kind of famous wasn't for me was a uh, incident in um, Connecticut. We're in Hartford, Connecticut. We're performing uh, 10 or 15,000 people in the park. And Ja Rule was the headline. I know you guys remember Ja Rule. It's murder. Yeah. So uh, Ja Rule performs. We opened up for him. And, uh, you know, I've never since then had 10, 20,000 people singing one of my songs, which was a surreal experience. But uh, people think you're a rapper. You have money. We didn't have a whole lot of money. But we get back to the hotel after the show. And uh, I'm going through the um, menu, the room service menu, and I'm like, I don't have $23 to give y'all for some chicken tenders and french fries, so I'm going to walk to a store. And uh, I walk to the store, um, my, my partner Blunt and I walk to the store, and we see this club on the same side of the street, we're walking on the opposite side of the street, so we go around and go into the store. Now, the backdrop to this, ladies and gentlemen, is that everywhere you go, every phone pole my face on it um every you know street corners got a, a sign with my face on it there's billboards on the highway and uh so we walk into the store we grab a sandwich some chips you know about ten dollars worth of stuff and we walk out of the store well lo and behold as we walk out of this store the club is letting out and somebody recognizes me and pandemonium ensues yo that's the dude right there yo let me get your autograph yo sign my girl chest and that all of that stuff but that situation made me realize, like, if I wasn't who I was and I wasn't cool with people and I didn't have a way with people, this could go very bad very quickly. I didn't have on a Rolex or jewelry or anything like that. But I realized how bad this could go if these people actually wanted to do something with me. And this was like very early cell phone days, like OmniPoint. If you're from New York, you remember the OmniPoint cell phone days, right? This is back in those days. And you know, it made me think about, did I really want to be that famous, like famous like that? Did I want that type of pressure? So fast forward, uh, record playing on the radio here in North Carolina. Uh, I ended up coming down to Charlotte to perform at For Sisters Only and uh, having kids. And, and a long story short, I landed here in North Carolina and I've been here ever since. Uh, getting involved in politics was the furthest thing from my mind. And we're going to talk more on All In about how I got involved in politics and how you can get involved in politics and how it's a situation that uh, if you're going to get involved, you do have to go all in. But I think for me, and one thing I wanted to get across with this first episode is that your situations is something that was told to me is you you are not your situations. And for years, I viewed myself from the lens of you're a foster kid. You're a kid that your dad didn't want. Your mom, you know, gave you up. Uh, you know, you don't have any family, so to speak, of other than your twin brother. Um, you don't have any support system. You know, white people's fault. The system's fault. Everybody's fault but mine for the current situation that I was in. And a few things got me out of that, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, one of them was Freemasonry. Uh, one of them was Christianity. Uh, one of them was the Rotary. One of them was uh, community service. Uh, one of them was being intellectually honest. And here on the All In, we're going to talk about all of those things, how they can have an impact on you, how you can get politically, civically engaged, and how you can go all in living the best life you can. So I hope this has given you a little bit of insight into why we're doing this show, who I am a little bit, and we'll talk more uh, you know, as the show develops and we bring special guests in. You'll hear me talk about my situations to create a little context for our guest. So again, ladies and gentlemen, you are checking out All In with Adul Ali here at TUConservative.com. If you're hearing this, you are a member and we greatly appreciate it. And I'll see you next week here on All In with Adul Ali. Peace.